Good morning, Pats Nation. Even when the Patriots are eliminated from the playoffs, there always seems to be something to talk about. Whether it's the potential draft picks or free agents, even when they're not on the field, Pats Nation is always interested in what's happening with the Patriots. Alabama gave Ohio State a good old-fashioned ass-whooping in the national championship. And it feels like every Patriots fan wants to see Bill Belichick draft every Alabama player. There seems to be a consensus from the media and fans alike that quarterback Mac Jones should be at the top of Belichick's list, but not everybody is on board with Devontae Smith. And some are even saying that he really doesn't fit the Patriots. Last night, Connor and I were live, and he had some feelings towards Bill Belichick, Joe Tooney, Tom Brady, and Jacoby Myers. There is so much to talk about, so much to dissect, and so much to be excited excited about. Sincerely, your boy Ray. So Phil Smith is asking, is Devontae Smith the best fit for the Patriots among all the Alabama wide receivers? Now, Devontae Smith, as we all know, he had a Heisman Trophy worth worthy season this year. He had 117 total catches for 1,856 yards and 23 touchdowns. He put on a show on Monday night in the national championship, catching 12 balls for a total of 215 yards and three touchdowns. That being said, Perry is saying that NFL evaluators don't believe that Devontae Smith is a slam dunk top of the draft talent. What the scouts and evaluators are questioning is not Smith's ability not his talent, but they're questioning his size of only 175 pounds. That's also why there's people questioning whether or not Devontae Smith would actually be a player that Bill Belichick would be interested in bringing on to the New England Patriots. Here's a cool stat. For the last 15 years, only three players have weighed 185 pounds or less that were drafted in the first round. That was Marquise Brown, Tavon Austin, and Ted Ginn. One thing about Devontae Smith, according to the NFL evaluators, is that he's not considered to have great speed. Saying, quote, the expectation from NFL folks seems to be that he will run the 4-4 or low 4-5s. Good speed, said one AFC evaluator, not great speed. So again, they're not concerned about Smith's skill set. There seems to be a size issue, saying, quote, he's a polished route runner with good quickness, dependable hands, remarkable body control, and scouts appreciate the fact that he plays bigger than his weight 
thanks to uh, his, his plays bigger than his weight thanks to a wide catch radius. There's also a growing consensus that Smith could slip down as far as out of the first round and could get picked up sometime in the second round. Now that kind of news would get Patriot fans excited because that means he could fall to number 15. Perhaps the Patriots could try to make a move in the second round and get Devontae Smith. But Perry says that Smith doesn't fit New England. Here's what he said, quote, so picture this. The, pa the Patriots are waiting to pick at number 15 overall in the 2021 NFL draft and three Alabama players remain. Quarterback Mac Jones is still available. Receiver Jalen Waddle is still available and Smith is still available. Where do they turn? When compared to Smith, Waddle looks like he could be better fit for the Patriots at the moment. Now, if you look at Twitter, there are a lot of people that want to see Devonte Smith playing for the new England Patriots. Tom Nato tweeted, man, Devonte Smith would look fantastic in a Patriots uniform. Go get him, Bill. Doug Peterson says, I need Devontae Smith on the Patriots right now. Matt Ambrose said, trade up for Devontae Smith at Patriots. Michael Magaletta said, so I'm not a hashtag NFL scout or anything, but I think it would be smart if the Patriots were able to draft Devontae Smith with their first round pick and Mac Jones with their second. Now, if you believe the article that was written today by Perry, the Patriots would actually have the availability to do something like that. Odd Shark, though, put out something today saying, odds for which NFL team will draft Devontae Smith? The Bengals are in first with a plus 250. Then the Eagles are tied with the Eagles at plus 250. Coming in in third is the Miami Dolphins at plus 300. The Patriots are in fourth at plus 450. The Dolphins are then there again at plus 300 with their later pick. And then the Giants and Lions round out the bottom with plus 700. It'll be interesting to see if the Patriots are interested in Devontae Smith. It'll be interesting to see what happens if he were to fall to the Patriots in that sort of later round. Now, earlier tonight, or sorry, last night, Connor and I were on our regular live stream and we got to talking and we were talking a little bit about Joe Tooney. And we were talking about how Bill Belichick may have made a move to keep Joe Tooney to try to entice Tom Brady not to leave the Patriots. I'm going to play you a little bit of that right now. So this comes from Jerry Trotta, and he says that the, the this is this one really interesting to me. So the Patriots reportedly stuck with Joe Tooney thanks to Tom Brady. And mm. here's the breakdown of it. Like obviously we know Bill Belichick doesn't like to give offensive linemen top dollars. I mean, Bill Belichick doesn't even like to give them market value, let alone pay them at the top of the scale. And I think that's why it was surprising to a lot of Patriot fans when we saw that he tagged Joe Tooney right. uh, and basically tagged him for $14.7 million for the 2020 season. But it didn't just surprise us. Apparently it surprised a lot of people around the NFL because that's just not something that Bill Belichick does. And because of that now, we're heading into 2021 and Belichick has another difficult decision ahead of him for Joe Tooney. 
But I think that signs are starting to show that Tooney's probably done because Mike Girardi gave this reason for the Patriots tagging Joe Tooney last year. He said, and I quote, Tooney was surprisingly franchise tagged last winter. At least that's how the league felt. But those who were those who were within the Pats that believed it was to show uh, it was a show of faith for Tom Brady and his possible return. Brady instead chose mm-hmm. Tampa, and the Pats had fifteen million dollars in a guard. Now, Connor, call me crazy, and I don't pretend at all to be smarter than Bill Belichick. That's not who I am. But right. considering that the Patriots were so strapped for cash last offseason. If Bill Belichick was really trying to make a move to show good faith to Tom Brady, wouldn't it have made more sense for him to have signed or traded for a wide receiver? Like, yeah, was was it the Marshall Newhouse disaster that made Bill Belichick think that Joe Tooney would be the piece to entice Brady to stay? I look, I don't question the hoodie. I just don't get this one. What do you think? Yeah, this one kind of doesn't make any sense to me. Like you said, I don't think it would have been Joe Tooney that would have enticed Brady to say. And I think Belichick kind of knew Brady was going to leave after reading the dynasty. I mean, it seems like they both kind of were somewhat planning to go their separate ways even before the 2019 season even started. So I think we might be looking a little bit too much into this um, because I, I can't see him saying, hey, you know what the difference between Brady staying or leaving this assuming that Belichick wanted Brady to stay is going to be Joe Tooney. I just don't think that that would add up that he'd be willing to spend that kind of money on an offensive lineman and a hopes that that would be the deciding factor for Brady to stay or go. So I have a conspiracy theory. Okay. Like your opinion on it. Okay. Yep. Okay. So here's my theory. Robert Kraft approaches Bill Belichick and he says, you have to do something. You have to do something big as an act of good faith for Tommy. Yep. You know, after reading the dynasty, I think we both, it it became abundantly clear to both of us that Brady didn't want to stay and Belichick didn't want him around either. They both pretty much a, a mutual separation. Yep. Could Belichick have said to Kraft, our strength is the offensive line. Joe is our best player. I'll franchise tag him to show Brady we're serious even though the whole time he knew that wouldn't be enough to bring Brady back. And he knew at that point that the Patriots season would have to come down to a dominant run game. And Joe Tooney would have to be one of those instrumental pieces to keep that run game dominant. Uh, I mean, yeah, possibly. Uh, it's, it's hard to say what goes on behind the scenes with all this sort of stuff. I don't know if Kraft went to him and said that. I know it was Brady went to Kraft's house and told him he was going to leave and then went and talked to Bill. So I don't know if prior to that, this is one of the things that could have happened. Um, I mean, I, I don't say it's totally out of realm of possibilities of being something that that transpired, but I mean, we'll we'll just never truly know what exactly went on behind closed doors prior to all this. I mean, maybe Bill Belichick just really liked Joe Tooney and wanted to keep him and thought they could have struck a long-term deal over the next, the last season. Or maybe he thought he was going to have a trade lined up for him and it, it just didn't work out. And I, I'd probably agree with the latter because I don't even think that the Patriots even attempted to re-sign Joe Tooney this offseason. This would have been the time, or this season, that would have been the time to do it while he was tagged. Right. Now, if Trot is correct, if Girardi's correct, and Tooney was brought back in 2020, 
to appease Brady or if I'm correct to make the run game better and and kind of, you know, shut up Robert Kraft type of deal. Right. Does that tell you that this offseason either Tooney's going to sign with somebody else or there's going to be a like a tr- uh, a sign and trade or a tag and trade with Joe Tooney like is his time with the Patriots done it's now been confirmed he's the guy who was sitting at the 50 yard yep. line is his time with the Patriots is Joe Tooney's time done with the New England Patriots very likely yeah I would be very surprised if one of those two scenarios you just said isn't exactly what happens either he signs somewhere else or the Patriots tag him with the purpose of trading him which I think would probably be the better of the two if you could get some sort of return for him why not tag him trade him somewhere else and then let them figure out the contract from there so I wouldn't be surprised if that's what happened but I think there's probably about a 99% chance that Joe Tooney's played his last game as a Patriot ladies and gentlemen Good Morning Pats Nation is brought to you by the Rocky Mountain Barber Company. Visit RockyMountainBarber.com and get all the products you need to take care of your hair, beard, and skin. Get their small batch, all-natural beard bombs and oils, pre-shave oils, lotions, hair products, razor blades, and so much more. Visit Rocky Mountain Barber Company and use the promo code RAYROUTE and save 5% off all your orders. Get your small batch hygiene products at RockyMountainBarber.com. And Good Morning Pats Nation is also brought to you by Manscaped.com. You can get your male hygiene and grooming tools and take care of everything below your belt from Manscaped.com. And use the promo code RAYROUTE and you'll save yourself 20% and get free international shipping. So take care of your boys and get all of your male hygiene and grooming tools at Manscaped.com. All right, everybody. And so we're going to stay on with the draft here and we're going to stay on with uh, the whole Alabama storyline because there are a lot of, well, you know what I should, there are a lot of Patriot fans who are very interested in the Patriots exploring the possibility of the of Bill Belichick drafting Mac Jones. Uh, Danny Gillette wrote an article today called Alabama quarterback Mac Jones needs to be high on the Patriots radar. But hosting the live shows, following Twitter, doing all that kind of fun stuff, we also know that there's a there's a, a, a piece of Pat's Nation, a pretty big piece, that doesn't want Bill Belichick to bring on Mac Jones. But let's look at Gillette, uh, Gillette's reasons for why the Patriots should be bringing Mac Jones to the Patriots. First of all, let's start with his national championship game where he put on a show, putting up 464 yards and five touchdowns. He absolutely tore apart the Ohio State Buckeyes defense. And listen, here's the thing. This is why the Patriots have actually have a really good chance to get their hands on somebody like a Jones, who some people do believe is a product of the player in the system that he play, the players that he plays with and the system that he plays in in Alabama. But the 2021 draft is also full of some heavyweight quarterback prospects and guys like Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, and Trey Lance. That means that Jones may be available at that number 15 pick, or there are also people who believe he could slip all the way to the second round and the Patriots could get their hands on him. Now, what Jones would bring to the Patriots is, is he would be a stable pocket quarterback for new england again he'd be both productive and consistent and he would probably kind of meet that patriot system he had a 77.4 completion percentage he had 11.2 yards per air attempt he had 41 touchdowns to four interceptions this season when you look at a mac jones though he doesn't fit that modern day quarterback like some of the other players he's not really a runner Right. Again, the knock on Jones is that he's 
he's supported by his supporting cast with Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddell. He also has Harris at running back. He doesn't kind of fit that Patrick Mahomes, uh, Tua Tango Viola, Josh Allen sort of mold. But Perry said this about Jones with the Patriots. He said, quote, if Bill Belichick can revamp the wide receiving position and surround Jones with weapons, he would be the go-to guy for New England. For New England, His accuracy and ability to throw the football would reinvigorate the passing game. And again, I've seen a really big split between Patriot fans who want Mac Jones and don't want Mac Jones on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and in our live chats on YouTube. Ron from Las Vegas tweeted out, Draft day, Kevin Costner at Patriots, Mac Jones quarterback, no matter what. Uh, PFF did their mock draft. They had the Broncos taking Patrick Surgeon at number uh, number nine. They had the Giants taking Devontae Smith at number 11. They had the Patriots drafting Mac Jones at number 15. Ed says, if the Patriots draft Mac Jones, I don't know if I'm going to be able to take them serious for the next three to four years. Mark tweeted out, hey, at Edelman11, tell Bill to get Mac Jones to the New England Patriots. You're going to love catching passes from this guy. And great man said, Mac Jones to the Patriots. And Dan Kell said, I am officially on the Mac Jones bandwagon, CC Patriots. As I previously stated, there is a lot of split between Patriots Nation and the fan base of whether or not we want to see Mac Jones. There are people in the media who thinks it's a good idea, people in the media who doesn't think it's a good idea, but we're seeing more and more and more mock drafts saying that the Patriots are going to pick up Mac Jones. Now, one of those tweets sent, said, hey, Edelman, but the Patriots' number one receiver this year was an undrafted free agent in Jacoby Myers. And on our live stream last night, Connor and I talked about Jacoby Myers landing on PFF's top 25 wide receivers in the NFL. And this comes from Henry McKenna, and it talks about how Jacoby Myers landed on Pro Football Focus' top 25 receiver list in the NFL. So... Kind of just like the 2019 season, Jacoby Myers wasn't really even given the chance to start right away. And coming into this season, he sat behind Demir Bird, Nikhil Harry, and Julian Edelman on the depth chart. And just like 2019, injuries and circumstance led to him actually getting his chance to compete. And when he gets on the field, he becomes the Patriots' best receiver, hands down. Yep. So with that being said... Myers finishes the season on PFF's top 25 receiver list. Here's what they wrote about him. They said, quote, Myers was sneakily one of the most productive wide receivers in the league, despite putting up a goose egg in touch in the touchdown column due to Josh McDaniels pounding the rock in the red zone. The former undrafted free agent generated 2.2, 2.24 yards per route run 10th at the position and second among second year wide receivers behind only AJ Brown. Now what Henry McKenna really got into is it's going to be interesting to see where Jacoby Myers lands on the depth chart next season, because it kind of feels like year after year, year after year, his first and second year yep. that he has been getting those opportunities. So Connor, we've seen two seasons out of Myers now 
both years, it almost felt like the Patriots didn't want him to succeed, didn't want him on the field. Right. But for two years in a row, those injuries gave him a shot, and he excelled both years. Do you think Myers has finally done enough that a position on this team is his to lose and not his to earn? Yeah, absolutely. At this point, I would presume him coming into camp, he should be one of the guys that we're checking off as somebody who's definitely going to make the team. I think it's finally his time to start, too. I mean, I know we've talked repeatedly saying we want them to go out there and sign a number one receiver. I absolutely continue to think the same thing. But I think we can go into next season planning on him being the number two wide receiver. So we go out there and sign whoever it might be, Corey Davis, Allen Robinson, trade for OBJ. There's a million names out there. They have to make one of those moves happen. And then I think Jacoby Myers should be the plan at the number two wide receiver and then sign a couple other people and have them figure it out at the three and four and let them battle it all out. But I'm prepared to go forward with Jacoby Myers being a starting next, next season. Well, and I kind of like your answer because it set up my next question that I had for you. So we talked a lot about the potential of Jacoby Myers being the Patriots' second receiver next season, mm-hmm. that being if Bill Belichick goes out and you know signs a true number one for the team. Do you think that Belichick will approach this offseason with that in mind, You know, that in mind that Jacoby Myers is that number two, or do you think that there's a potential that Belichick finds enough talent to push Myers even further down that depth chart to like number three? Like, does, Could Belichick go out actually looking for a one and two to push Myers down to a number three? I think he definitely could, and I think one of the other things is he's probably going to pick somebody up in the draft. I don't know if it's going to be a high draft pick at this point, but between one and seven, I'd be shocked if Belichick doesn't draft somebody. I think he's going to sign a number one, regardless of who it is, and then from there, there's going to be a big competition between who's going to fall in between two, three, and four. But I don't know if he's going to sign like Allen Robinson and Corey Davis. I don't know if he's going to allot that much money to the position, but... Uh, I can see him trying to make it a healthy competition and not just come in with Jacoby Myers expected to be the hands down number two. And okay. So final question. Myers has had success with both Tom Brady and Cam Newton now. So, you know, he's basically been able to do it with two different quarterbacks. Is it vital that Josh McDaniels figure out a way to make him a bigger part of the game plan. And yes. we have to assume Josh McDaniels is going to be here because everybody's interviewing for jobs right now, except for Josh McDaniels. So you have right. to figure he's going to be the offensive coordinator. Also a two part question. So does he have to make him a bigger part of the game plan? And number two, do you think he could potentially be Julian Edelman's replacement? Yes and yes. I'll start with the Josh McDaniels part. It looks like Josh McDaniels is going to be back at this point because I haven't heard his name about interviewing with any of the head coaches. It's on Josh McDaniels this season to make sure he gets the playmakers involved. Jacoby Myers has proved to us after this season that he's one of the top receivers on the team and that he's a playmaker. It's on Josh McDaniels to put him out there and figure it out. I think everyone's talking the hot seat for Belichick, which is absurd. I don't want to say it's necessarily the hot seat for McDaniels, but this season is the season where he needs to figure this the heck out and make sure that he gets these guys involved. Ladies and gentlemen, Good Morning Pats Nation is brought to you by Manscaped.com. You can get your male hygiene and grooming tools and take care of everything below your belt from Manscaped.com. And use the promo code RayRoute and you'll save yourself 20% and get free international shipping. So take care of your boys and get all of your male hygiene and grooming tools at Manscaped.com. 
Good Morning Patch Nation is also brought to you by the Rocky Mountain Barber Company. Visit RockyMountainBarber.com and get all the products you need to take care of your hair, beard, and skin. Get their small batch, all-natural beard bombs and oils, pre-shave oils, lotions, hair products, razor blades, and so much more. Visit Rocky Mountain Barber Company and use the promo code RAYROUTE and save 5% off all your orders. Get your small batch hygiene products at RockyMountainBarber.com. All right, everybody, and that is just about it for Good Morning Pats Nation. I hope you all have yourselves a beautiful day, and if you're listening to this in the evening, well, so be it. Uh, Good news. The podcast will be up as a podcast by the end of this week. We thought that we were going to have to wait until March 1st, but we can jump it up a little bit sooner so you can listen to good morning patch nation here on youtube or you can download the podcast to take with you it's going to be available on everything we're just getting all that kind of stuff set up at this moment on anchor and getting it all to go and then you'll be able to get it on spotify you'll be able to get it on uh, apple lights or apple Podcasts, or basically anywhere that you get your podcast really appreciate it make sure you tune in tonight at 9 p.m eastern time i'll be on again with my boy connor and we'll be joined by our girl sarah as always talking about those new england and Patriots taking the chat questions. Make sure you tune in live 9 p.m. Eastern time because when you come jump in, you'll be able to join the chat. We'll answer your questions. We'll have a good time. We usually go for about anywhere between 45 minutes to an hour. Make sure you tune in. Make sure you tune in tomorrow for uh, Good Morning Pats Nation, bright and early to start your day with some Patriot news. Ladies and gentlemen, my name's Ray. This is Dear Pats Nation. We appreciate y'all being here. Until tomorrow, take care. See ya.